Hey, it's fantastic, and thank you so much. And along with what Julia has already said, I just want to add to it a huge thank you. You do nothing by yourselves. And uh, we've always had amazing teams and amazing people in this church. And I want to say thank you. We love you, and God bless you. Okay? And uh, let's press on for the next 21, 22 years. And I think uh, my word today to you would be the best is yet to come. In every one of your lives, in every circumstance, in whatever you're facing today, the best is yet to come. In Jesus' name. Okay? So let's go to, oh, you've got to stand one more time and hold your Bible up this time. Yeah, come on. I want you on your feet with your Bible in your hand. You can't go to the Word without going to the Bible, all right? So we're going to the Bible and we're going to believe God for today. This is the Word of God, okay? We did this first 21 years with the Word of God being the foremost and front of everything we did, okay? The entire Bible, Holy Spirit believing powerful, believe it from cover to cover, missing nothing out and quibbling over nothing either. We just believe the book, okay? So that's where we're at. That's why we stand on the Word of God. And we have done till now, and it's kept us till now. And it will keep you through the next season of your lives, okay? So whatever you're facing today, I want to declare to you this book, the Word of God. If you're not holding one up, hold your iPhone up, hold whatever you've got up, but believe right now. So Father, we pray over your Word and over this season and over our birthday today, and we declare right now, Lord God, that as we stand with our Bibles in our hand, that God, this is your word for our life in Jesus' name. So we stand upon it right now. And whatever this book declares over our lives, we declare it and prophesy it into being right now, believing, Lord God, that what you have declared over us will become a reality in our lives, that we will be healed, that we are being healed, sorry, that we are being inspired in Jesus' name that you are the utmost God and you expect the utmost of praise. And this morning, Lord God, we lift a praise to you of thanksgiving and praise to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Come on, let's give him a mighty praise today in Jesus' name. A bit better than that. Come on, a mighty praise today. Yeah. Amen. God bless you. Well, this uh, month we're, we're tuning into New Wine. And uh, so we're talking about, uh, and, and I'm going to give, I've got here a wine skin, okay? This is what they used in the day. This is what they carted all their wine around in. And uh, this has never been used. It's a brand new wine skin, okay? Very, very cool. And uh, so a couple of verses, and I want to share these with you. And uh, in Mark chapter 2 and verse 18, they came to Jesus And it's amazing. I was thinking of it in worship this morning, actually. Thank God I'm not technical and I'm not kind of into all that stuff that you wonder how it's all working and how it's going on. I just come and I'm just glad we're praising Jesus. I was thinking, I feel sorry for anybody who's thinking that key might be a little bit off. Maybe the sound's a little bit off. I was just thinking this morning how sad it would be to be that and not just come and just get lost in the praise and worship. And I really want to encourage you as a church, let's always be people that know how to tune in to where God has got us at this very moment, okay? Because we want moments in God. We, we don't want to come here and go away thinking that was good or that was... Oh, man, I just love the whole thing. When we're worshiping Jesus, it's the best place you'll ever be. 
and to tune in there, I was sitting right here. So I felt the healing anointing even come on my life this morning, just sitting there worshiping. And we were singing that song, Your presence is an open door. And man alive, did you, I don't know whether you got it, but man, if, if you were too focused on, uh, on whatever, you might have missed the presence of God invaded this place right then. And there were miracles happening all over this place, and all you had to be was available. All you had to be was available. It's amazing when Jesus is in the house, miracles should be the overflow of his presence. And I don't know about you, but we're talking about new wine and we're talking about overflow and we're talking about a new day and we're talking about reset and we're talking about a whole new season and we're talking about the world will never be the same again and we're talking about right now is our best day we've ever lived. And last week I preached about living excited and expectant about the next moment. And I'll tell you right now, I feel in this place there's a presence of God that can carry you with strength into this next season. So at the end of today, we will anoint everybody in the house. Come on. Pastor Jesse was the only one who got really excited about it. We'll anoint everybody. Psalm 92 and verse 9, I think it is, says that you have anointed me with fresh oil. David said that. You've anointed me with fresh oil. And so we're going to anoint everybody in the house this morning. And we're going to believe that something actually literally comes on. We, we, we don't do this as some kind of a religious ritual. Ritual, in fact, the whole idea of new wine is the rituals are over and we're into relationship with Jesus Christ. This is what the new wine's all about. And so we're going to anoint you believing this morning that in this next year, that there would be an incredible touch of God's presence on your life, that you meet people, that you turn up with people, and they notice something about you that's shifting the atmosphere because we're all about atmospheres, right? Jesus was every atmosphere Jesus got in, he shifted it. Doubt left, fear left, pain left, sickness and disease departed the scene, and healing, restoration, joy, love, Peace, uh, ex expectation, uh, overwhelming hope came, and that's when Jesus turns up. So if we're talking about this morning new wine, we better be saying that every one of us is wanting that to be part of the DNA of our lives. We want that to be part of our lives. The DNA of our lives should be joy, hope, love, expectation. And, and when we turn up, that's what turns up with us. Because that's what happened with Jesus. And uh, let me just go here, because um, this is good stuff. It says, now John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting. Well, we should do some of that. Yeah. Today would be a good day to clear a 21-day fast. <laughs> Birthday, we'll eat the cake, and then we'll go, well, you need, you'll need to fast after that. <laughs> Did you see the size of that thing? And by the way, happy Valentine's Day to all... Uh, is it to everybody or just the ladies? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Jesse proposed to, I mean, this morning, didn't you ask for a date? Yeah, I was quite surprised. Valentine's Day, the perfect day to do it. It's like, anyway, moving on very quickly. Fasting. So uh, let's take an opportunity to at least address the thing that fasting is an incredible key to unlocking 
the destiny and purpose of God. Not only in the church, not only in our nation, but in your personal lives, okay? So now John's disciples and Pharisees and the Pharisees were fasting. And some people came and asked Jesus, how is it that John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees are fasting, but yours aren't? <laughs> so I love the way that Jesus always upset the religious kind of deal, okay? It's like if it was religious, he was determined to upset it. And I think a great key in life is to upset anything religious, okay? So Jesus answered, how can the guests of the bridegroom, you notice how God seems to be fixated with weddings. Like, like right from the beginning, Adam and Eve, they, they get married, they, they the two shall become one in the garden of air. God is fixated on this whole thought right through the Bible. There's, there's wedding after wedding, people Getting, and, and, and it's incredible because Adam and Eve get married and it just shows you that out of two people, never underestimate the potential that is within you. It was Adam and Eve from the start. God created it, made a wedding happen right there. The two become one and their potential is there are around 8 billion people on the planet right now. Your potential is unbelievable. I think we underestimate the Word of God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. This is John. That's how he started this book, incidentally, in chapter 1. And then he goes straight to this first miracle that Jesus ever did, was a wedding. Straight right there. First wedding Jesus ever did is a wedding, and God is fixed. All through the Bible, you'll see that one guy, 14 years, he served just to get the wife of his choice. 14 years he served. Another guy, a guy, God spoke to a, a, one of the old-time prophets and said, you're going to go down and you're going to marry a prostitute out of that town. And it became part of the lineage of Christ. It's amazing. God, all through David, this, this incredible young man who chose to take on the giant of the Philistines that was taking out their, their, their people, their nation at that time, and intimidating them. And this young man, David, full of the Holy Ghost, a worshiper, a, a praiser, stands up and says, how dare you intimidate? It's not us that you're intimidating, it's the God we serve. And David takes him out, and then he ends up married to the king's daughter. Yeehaw! And God's excited about this stuff. And all through the Bible, great stories about weddings and always referring to it. And Jesus answered, how can the guests of the bridegroom fast while he is with them? They cannot, as long as they have him with them. But the time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from him. And on that day, they can fast. Well, that's about now, all right? So... <clears throat> No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth into an old garment. Otherwise, the new piece will pull away from the old, making the tear worse. Now, pretty much nobody here knows anything about that. Especially this, well, no, I don't want to say that. If you're under the age of probably uh, uh, maybe 40 or 50, you wouldn't know anything about that. Because your mother has never had to darn your socks. Because we just go down to farmers and buy a new pair now. You, all you guys, you never have to fix your clothes because we just go get a new one. But there was a day when everything was repaired. So this is what Jesus was referring to here. The days when they would put a, when the garment would get destroyed so they'd sew a new piece in because you couldn't just go down to who, wherever you go, Country Road, my new Valentine's Day shirt. You couldn't go to Country Road and just get a nice new shirt. You had to fix the old one you've got, Okay. And so that's what this is about. And then he goes on and he says, 
and no one pours new wine into old wineskins. Otherwise, the wine will burst the skins, and both the wine and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins. Are there any new wineskins in the house today? God is looking for some new wineskins to pour in some new wine because I want to tell you right now, we need to be filled to overflowing for what lays ahead of us in this season, in our time right now, in where the world is at in 2021. And I want to stir your faith for that. And I want, to, I want to ignite within you a passion to be the answer to a world that has no wine. A world that has no hope. A world that has no satisfaction. And Jesus is the answer. And, and further on in John 2, listen to this. On the third day, a lot of stuff happens on the third day, all right? Jesus rose from the dead on the third day. If you read the Bible, there's always something incredibly miraculous that happens on the third day. On the third day, when I was locked away in my room after my son had been killed, and it was for three days, I was totally depressed, never wanted to know a living soul in the world, and never thought I could ever get my heart healed after that tragedy had happened. And I, on the third day, Jesus walked straight through the wall into that room, bent down. I saw this like a vision, like you see something that's real, but I don't even know, I can't explain it, and who cares? But he came in, and he bent down, and he picked up what I saw on the floor was a broken broken ceramic tile in the shape of my heart. He picked it up, put it back in there, and he said, you'll be healed from here on. And I want to tell you, from that day on, my grief and pain left me, and I've been able to function as a normal person because Jesus Christ is the answer. There's no other answer. So on the third day, a wedding took place. Here we go again in Cana of Galilee. And Jesus' mother was there. And Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. And when the wine was gone, everybody say the wine was gone. Wow. Terrible thing to be at a wedding and the wine runs out. What sort of planning was that? And so all these guys, a Jewish wedding went from anything from 7 to 14 days and the wine's run out. Goodness me, what are we going to do? And so... Uh, when the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, they've got no more wine. And so she obviously is asking Jesus to help her out in this situation. And she's saying, woman, what has this got to do with me? Now, I was always taught never to talk to your mum like that. <laughs> so it just sort of comes to me when I read that. You be nice to mum, okay? You always be nice to mum. And anyway... But Mary was in no way intimidated, and it was for a purpose. And she just says, but they've got no more wine. And his mother said to the servant straight after this, remember he said, got nothing to do with me. She says to the servant, do whatever he tells you. <laughs> I love that. I love the, the faith of this woman. I love this woman that obviously knew a whole lot more about Jesus than, than everybody else in the room, and sometimes some of us, because Jesus says to her, my time has not yet come. And everything's about time. Everything in life's about time, night, day, seasons, in and out. Uh, uh, God is the God he's referred to as wheels within wheels. And God's all about time. Okay, so time is very significant. This is a time for you today, I believe, a time of change, a time of refreshing, and a time to move into the next season that God's got for you. 
And we want to anoint you today to be refreshed for that so that you carry something into the next season that's more than just your natural self. Because sometimes your natural self won't do it. Woman, why do you involve me? I love that. But his mother said, do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six water jars, stone water jars, the kind used for Jewish ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Six threes or 80 and 180 gallons of wine. We're about to have a party. Okay? People turn off. It's funny in church, whenever you're preaching about stuff like this, people sort of go, you know, they're texting, they're twittering or whatever they do on those things and, uh, and, and, and taking messages about what they're going to do next week. And the minute they hear wine, oh, he's talking about wine. Then they sort of key back in. <laughs> anyway, that's kind of off it. Uh, uh, then he told them, fill the jars with water so they filled them to the brim. And then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. So they did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water, and it had been turned into wine, and he did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water out knew, and he called the bridegroom aside and said, you have saved the best until last. I believe we're living in very exciting times, friend. If ever you read uh, the book of Revelation and understand where we could be in time right now, not that we're putting dates on it, not that we're fixing a time, but if ever you could say, possibly time is winding down. We're living in the end times of what's happening on the planet right now. And I believe that you and I need to be filled with the wine of the Holy Spirit and we need to have our wine skin refreshed. Let me hold that up again. If you're looking like this, if you're looking a little bit dry, if you're looking a little bit like, I don't know, this one looks like it needs something put in it. And there's a lot of people around like this. They're kind of empty and dry. But let's get filled right now and begin to expand. In fact, I want to say this. One thing about wineskins, the reason Jesus said you don't take an old wineskin and put the wine into the old wineskin, you put it into a new wineskin because it has room to expand. One of the problems with our lives is we remain same old, same old, and we expect God to fill us, and He does want to fill us, but then we can't expand. It's got nowhere to go, and it's just sludging around in our lives. But God wants us to be brand new and renewed in Him so that we can begin to... In fact, I want to declare and prophesy over someone right now, get ready for expansion in your life, because God's pouring new wine into you today, and He's pouring it into a new wineskin that we will anoint today, and you'll begin to expand in your vision, expand in your possibilities, expand in your hope. Remember, we serve the utmost God who expects the utmost from us. And if we're believing that's the God we serve, then there's a whole lot that God wants to expand in our lives right now. It's called faith. Pastor Jesse referred to it a minute. Faith is what did this. Faith is what will build the future in your life, in your circumstances. And and I really believe in, in verse 10, he said, everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you saved the best till now. I tell you, what Jesus did, it says in 11, and here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs which will be revealed of his glory and his disciples believed in him. Wow, that's the God we serve. That's why we gather together. 
because there's something about gathering together that's a celebration where God can anoint us, fill us. You see, I get filled by Pastor Trisha sitting behind me there singing, and I get touched by that. And you'll be sitting beside someone today, and just the fact that they're with you in this thing, and we're on one accord, one agreement, God will build your life to a new level. Grab a hold of it. Grab a hold of it because it's all. Otherwise, it's just same old, same old. I don't know about you, but I get sick of same old. I'm one of the worst for that. I get sick of same old, same old. That's why I love what's happening around here. There's changes happening. That's why um, uh, you look out in the in the foyer there right now. It's 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 new. It's different. Um, there's a beautiful board that Pastor Jesse did on the wall about new wine. There's new lights in the foyer and stuff's changing and it's changing. Out. All this is about to change and we're believing for God's miraculous um, supply and resource for that, okay? Um, but there's so much here in this story, so much in both these stories about new wine and old wineskins doesn't work. You've got to get new wineskins and pour new wine into because the reality is, that if any of you are connoisseurs of, of wine, the old stuff is actually a lot better. But Jesus is saying here that you better, to get that old wine, you've got to prepare ahead of time and prepare a vessel that can get. See, we're 22 years right now. I, th- I mean, it, to me, it's exciting all the way. But today, there's a greater dynamic about this place than there was back on the first day. Because God's built so many people and knitted so many people and so many families and so many homes and so many lives and literally millions of lives have been, millions of lives have been affected through what God's done here. And so you've got to look at the end result and never ever get trapped in the now. And that's why God says, get yourself ready. Get a new wineskin. Get your wineskin refreshed so God can pour something new into you that's got a bit of Holy Ghost juice about it that you can literally instigate some change when you turn up. That's what this is all about. See, Mary knew Jesus was the answer. So she goes to him and she says, hey, listen, we're out of wine. Now, see, that was actually a praise. To go to him and say, hey, Jesus, we need you here. That was actually a praise because she's praising him ahead of time saying, you're the one who can fix this situation. Now, that's a reason, you know, you meet a lot of people and they carry all kinds of burden and drudgery and sickness and complaints in their life, turn up to church late, rock in and, and, and live without expectation because they don't really believe that the God we serve is the answer to every situation in your life. That's why people live without expectation. See, Mary goes to Jesus, she says, I know you've got the answer here, and so I'm calling you to account to help us here, and Jesus says, it's not my time. And the reality is, busy people, if you know any busy people, I was talking to our lawyer the other day, and he's a busy person, right? And he says, listen, you can only have like a 10-minute slot here, and that's it, you know? And he says, I'm booked out in 10-minute slots all through the day. He's a busy person, and he's a successful person. Sometimes we let time sort of drift by on us, and we miss out. Jesus was addressing time when he said, my time has not yet come. There's a time and a place, there's a season for every single thing to happen in your life. And I believe right now we're in a new season 
and a new time. Don't be put off by the COVID thing and all the fear that's going with it and the anxiety that's going with it. We have a God who is the answer to every situation, who will see us through, who will keep us. And I have no doubt that right now in the incredible resets that's happening across the planet, revival. Revival. I have no doubt. I believe that God's going to move in, in, in a very powerful and strategic way. Most of the younger generation have never seen an outpouring of the Holy Spirit like some of us have seen back in the day. Pastor Graham, you'd know all about that. When we got saved, flipping God was just moving in, in the street. People were getting up. That's going to happen again. Bear my word. It'll Mark my word, that'll happen again, and God's about to move. So don't give up praying for people. Keep pressing in, okay? That's what I love about Mary. See, Mary went straight. Jesus says, forget it. Not my time. She goes straight to the... In fact, just a, probably a bit of a leadership thought for us all here, actually, is that uh, Mary went straight to the servants. And I believe if ever there's a time for servants and leadership to work together, it's right now. Because God's about to do a new thing on the planet right now. And don't put yourself, don't grab a hold of your title and think that's got you, whoop de doo da because we're all together in this thing, okay? And that's what the new one, Jesus is saying we do away. Just the fact that he used the old ritualistic cleaning vessels to make this new wine and would say to me, I'm getting rid of all the old religious rituals and titles and all that bull. And God says, I, Jesus is saying, fill that up and I'm gonna put new wine. It won't be ritualistic washing any longer. We're not gonna have your religious ceremony. We're gonna have a move of the Holy Spirit in this season. That's what Jesus was doing. Fill up the old cleansing vessels. Not going to be used for that any longer. We're going to have you filled because Jesus did a work on the cross where we were set free from all of that stuff. It's over. It's a new day. No longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me. There is therefore now no condemnation to us who are in Christ Jesus because we've been born again because of the precious blood of Jesus Christ. She knew Jesus was the answer. So she goes straight to the servants and she says, and this is a huge key, do whatever he says. I believe in this day and age, obedience is going to be one of the great keys that unlocks the power of God to this generation in our time. It might sound simple, but it's real. Let me tell you, when I got born again, I remember one week after I got born again, and I, I, I man, talk about transformed life, which is written on the wall out here. I remember going to do I was a builder and I had a, about five businesses, a locksmith business, concreting business, all these different businesses. And uh, anyway, I was doing this locksmith thing, which was my favorite because you make a lot of money on the locksmith business because people live in fear. <laughs> because people live in fear, it's very easy to talk them into as many locks as you like. And I remember going to an, a, a house of an elderly couple. It was about probably two weeks after I got born again. And... Um, this was actually the launch of what you might call ministry, although we're all in ministry from the day we get born again, okay? So don't miss that on me. So, but this was the launching point, and I'll tell you why. Because I went and did the job, and I talked them into probably a 10, do 10 locks more than they wanted, okay? And charged them for it. And I was driving down the road, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. It was just like Mary going to the servants. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, you did a wrong thing for those people. They only wanted one door lock, and that's all they could really afford. You've given them 10 and charged them for 10. Even though it was a just deal, 
It wasn't their initial thing. You took advantage of their fear and their anxiety. So I was like, because God said, go fix it. <laughs> now, this is called obedience. So I stopped the car, pulled over the road a little while and had a little argument with God <laughs> about whether I should go. I had a big check in my pocket, fat check. Didn't want to go back with that. I went back. And I went up and knocked on their door again. When they came to the door, their eyes were gone. No, he's back again. How many more dollars? And, uh, and so it was a frightening moment for them. But then I said, in my hand, I've got the check you just gave me. And I tore it into little pieces and threw it on the ground. And I said, I've done a wrong thing. You only wanted one door lock on the front door. And I know this stretched your capacity of your income. And I want to put it right today, but I'm just going to charge you for the front door lock. And we're all going to be good. Well, I'm crying anyway, but they started crying then, and they said, what the heck? No one's ever done this before. And so what it was, that was the presence of God we carry through obedience. That launched something in my life where I had words of knowledge over people, or I could hear God more clear than you could ever imagine, and more, almost more clear than I could hear my own wife. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, sometimes she is the voice, sorry. And, 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 uh, but the, the voice of God is probably the most strategic thing in our lives that God wants to do in this season if we're to walk in the new wine anointing of the Holy Spirit in our lives right now. New wineskins here and obey. So since, and she said, just obey him, do whatever he says. And do you know when we work together like that and people do whatever he says, you know there's no more. You see, it could have been that there was a problem in the kitchen that day where they said, hey, listen, this is not working. Don't know how to fix this problem. I love Mary because Mary sorted the problem out. You've got to love that. I've got great people around me, and I know in this church, just the leadership team, it's great. When there's problems, I, there's always people returning with solutions. There's something about having a team that has solutions, not more problems. So she says, just do whatever he says. That was a solution to a very, very embarrassing situation. There are people who live embarrassed all the time because the wine was running out there and people live embarrassed about situations in their lives and circumstances in their life. And obedience can unlock those things in your life and release you free to the victory of God in every realm of your life. Maybe today we need to just start obeying the voice of God and step into a fresh new day of the Holy Spirit in this church and in our lives. And maybe it's fasting. Maybe that's something that God's challenging us with. I just feel that today in my own. Here's what the Bible says. In Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19, it says, Do not dwell on the past. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? God wants to do a brand new thing in our world, in our lives, in our circumstances, but we've got to grab a hold of it. Too often, we take reference from the past to do something in the future. But today, God's saying, I'm going to give you a fresh anointing, and I'm going to give you a fresh vision and fresh insight into what I want to do in this next season in your lives. And I don't know whether you grab a hold of that, but for far too many people, they're too motivated by the past. I don't want to be motivated by the past. I want to be motivated by the future. See, God is a healing, victorious, miracle-working God. That's why it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the old has gone. Hallelujah. He is a new creation. The new is here. 
All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. If ever there's a day of reconciliation, it's right now because that's what the new wine does. And I believe that's what God's calling us as a church and as a people to be involved in is reconciliation. How do you do that? You become anointed with new wine and you become a servant. Everybody say servant. Because that's the only way we'll ever do it is by serving it. Jesus basically just served the people around him. It says in Matthew 20, verse 28, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Amen? Amen. That's about all we got time for this morning. But I want to really challenge you at the end of this. This is our birthday. There are amazing people here. There's an amazing future in front of us. It's about transformation. I, I'm going to give you one statement by Frederick Bruner, who's written an interpretation of the Bible, but he says this. He says, we, may I highlight again Jesus' frequent, pre, frequent presence in every social setting in all the four Gospels. Jesus was clearly not a recluse, not a hermit, nor was he an unnaturally religious person. He was invited to dinners, to parties, and he attended a number of them, and in every one of them, lives were changed. When the new wine comes, I want to tell you, we're on this planet as an ambassador for Christ. And let's be true example of what the new wine can mean in our lives today. I hold it up one more time and I say, how's your wineskin? Is it dry? Is it needing to be refreshed? Is it needing today to be like, God, this thing's got a bit old crackly. I'm not sure how it's going to do. And God, I want you to just renew my wineskin. Because, friends, if we're going to hold this new wine, then we better have a fresh wineskin. Because an old one will burst soon as it starts to swell and expand. Incidentally, there are people here, like I said, get ready for expansion. Get ready for expansion. Boy, felt that there right now. On the people who are starting new, those new businesses you were talking about, get ready for expansion. God's about to expand stuff in your life and in your world. It's by faith, okay? Get ready. People in their families... Families that are struggling. I, I, I had that word over uh, Lucy and Jonathan last week, but I believe it's for the whole church. I believe it's for people all over here about your children and prophesying over your children and calling what can be instead of what is and beginning to declare the works of God because it's all about expansion and God's expanding his kingdom. And it's just like this wineskin, when it gets filled with new wine, it begins to, the pressure builds up and the pressure of the Holy Spirit in our lives should bubble over and affect and influence a whole world around us. And I believe that right now, if we can begin to see it, see, we're going to anoint you right now and I better stop or we'll be here all day, we'll never get to the cake. But... But I'm going to pray for you because I want your wineskin refreshed so that it can hold the new wine of the Holy Spirit. Some of you may be here and you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit one month after I got born again. I want to tell you that would probably be the greatest, most significant thing that ever happened in my life. And I'm not raving on about do you speak in tongues or don't you, are you a Christian? Or I'm not, we're not in that world, okay? We've got Jesus in the middle and we're like, let's get everything God's got for us. And whether you're a tongue talker or not, I want you to be filled with the Holy Spirit, okay? Because it overflows and it influences every place you come into. And that's what the new wine is all about. That's why Jesus said we can't hold on to the past. We can't do the old religious activities and expect a new thing. You can't do what you did 
years gone by and expect change. You've got to do something new. So let's believe right now. We're going to reach into our communities and we're going to do stuff in our community in this next season. In fact, Meet the Street is about to come up. And if any of you are interested in that scene, but I'm really believing God's going to use us to influence our communities, our neighborhoods, our city in Jesus' name. And we're going to bring the new wine of God's hope to our world today. And friend, you don't know when. And you don't, when, when, when did it change to wine? Was it when it went in the barrel? Was it when they were carrying it? Was it when they poured it out? Was it when it was it the guy's taste buds? I don't know. But somewhere along the line, and there's people here right now, and you're like, hey, been waiting for a long time, been holding on to God for a long time. When's it gonna happen? When's it gonna happen? And this is what God's saying. You won't know the time nor the moment. And we don't even understand it half the time. But I'll tell you what, by the time the 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 guest at the wedding tasted it, it was brand new wine and it was the best wine and it was amazing. There's a new day, new wine, new experience, and there's an exchange taking place right now that's releasing you to reset in this world. There's a reset anyway. COVID's caused a reset. Let's catch it in the spirit. We should be sort of ahead of the world, not behind it, not lagging behind. We're not fearful about where it's at. We're expectant of what God's doing in this next season. That's where we want to live. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.